Uh, I've had uh, teachers and uh, board members from other boards reach out, but uh, none from my school or my board. Um, and we, we had just talked about that, that trustee meeting that I attended. Just in now, I got the response from the board. So this is the first time anybody's heard it, but uh, it says here, in compliance with this um, obligation, Ontario Human Rights Code, we will continue our practice of allowing members of our community to utilize the restricted washrooms of their lived, gen- their lived gender. Just as a, a Christian and a young man, I recognize this is my duty and I have an obligation to take up uh, this fight. Um, and I also recognize that we're at a point where masculinity is under attack and not just masculinity, but traditional femininity and uh, our, our entire generation is, uh, is captivated by useless vices, um, whether it's video games or um, phones or pornography or all this just degeneracy that has uh, swamped our generation um, it's numbed them to the attack, and it's a uh, it's a uh, direct attack on the uh, family unit. And uh, I don't want to be a part of that, so uh, I'm taking my stand, and I'm going to continue to do so. I am so pleased to introduce Josh Alexander, an amazing young Christian who has been facing personal and religious discrimination. Josh was in grade 11 at St. Joseph's Catholic High School in Ontario, and in November of 2022, he was suspended for expressing his belief in the scientific and biblical principle that there are only two genders, male and female. He has also been standing up for the girls at his school who are uncomfortable with male students entering the girls' washroom. Josh has since been expelled from school and has been arrested twice. And we are so grateful that he's here to tell us more about his story. Will you all help me welcome Josh Alexander? Welcome to the Empower Hour, Josh. Having me on. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. And Josh, it's so good to meet you. Well, I'd say in person, but in our Zoom person here across the country. And I'm grateful you got on the show. You were having a little bit of problems stuck in traffic. (laughs) And it it's all worked out, and I'm excited to uh, have our viewers hear your story. I know that you've been really getting a lot of attention on the U.S. media, CBN News. Did Fox News ever air your interview that you'd had with them? Uh, they did. They did a few articles, and I'm supposed to be on Tucker soon, but we'll see. Okay. Well, this is a this is a worthy story to get out there. Um, I've got to just say from across the miles here, I'm so proud of you. And I'm so grateful for the steps that you've taken to protect the young women in your school. It's a necessary step, uh, Josh, and you're an example to men across this nation. So I'd like to just hand the floor over to you. Uh, there's going to be people on the show and who are going to watch this video that haven't heard about you and haven't, they don't know your story. So could you back up? I think it started in October. Was that correct? And and uh, just let us know. Take as much time as you need to let us know what's uh, transpired. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so some of you uh, may have been following me before any of this happened. I was actually in the uh, the public board um, when I uh, organized the student walkouts in Solidarity Freedom Convoy. Um, these uh, these walkouts got me in quite a bit of trouble. Um, I got suspended maybe three or four times. The cops were called to my school multiple times. Um, but anyways, I uh, I did that. It spread across the country. Um, a lot of schools walked out. And it was fairly successful, but uh, the the conflict with the school just wasn't worth it. After the it was like it was just it was getting uh, pretty stupid. So I uh, I decided to switch to the Catholic board and hopefully find a board where. Uh, my, my religious views would be uh, more so accepted and uh, upheld, but uh, obviously that wasn't the case. Um, a few, uh, day, well, probably even days into the uh, into my time there, I realized there was an issue, and it wasn't long before female students uh, told me that there were males using female washrooms and that they were concerned about this. And uh, I decided to say something about it. Um, I said this in a classroom format, and uh, I also brought it to the principal himself. 
and uh, I was completely ignored. Um, a female student that did the the same thing was also ignored, and it was just becoming uh, very apparent that the the school didn't uh, care at all about the concerns of uh, their students. So um, at that point, I decided to organize a protest outside of my school just to get some uh, media attention on the issue. And uh, they decided to suspend me indefinitely. And uh, so I was uh, kicked out two days before the protest. Um, the uh, staff members at the school went around class to class and intimidated students and told them not to walk out. And uh, then after that, um, I held, the, I staged the protest anyways. Um, I was met by uh, countless counter protesters. Um, I was vastly outnumbered, like usual. But uh, yeah, we, the the event itself went fairly smooth. Um, I was suspended for twenty school days um, until they uh, called me into a meeting and um, they informed me that I was allowed to return. Um, under the condition that I was permanently banned from two of my classes, uh, math class and religion class. And uh, I also wasn't allowed to speak to certain students. So uh, I, uh, I informed the school um, with my lawyer who was from Liberty Coalition Canada. Um, they, were, they decided to take on my case. And I informed the school that I wouldn't be abiding by those uh, unlawful conditions. Um, so at that point, the school gave me an exclusion order. And uh, they told me that they felt my presence in the building would be detrimental to the physical and mental well-being of the pupils. So uh, that's what uh, they had to offer. Um, once again, I felt this was unlawful and discriminatory, and I didn't want to uh, condone the, their wrongful behavior by uh, accepting it and complying with it. So I decided to attend. And uh, I was handed a trespassing notice by my school and yet again another suspension. I waited all of that out till uh, the beginning of February, um, February of 2023. And uh, I had now lost four credits and uh, it was the beginning of the new semester. Uh, my trespassing notice was over. My suspension was over. And uh, I informed the school that I'd be returning and uh, I would continue to adhere to my religious beliefs. And I expected to... Uh, be treated like any other student without the discrimination I had been facing uh, previously. And in response to that, once again, they excluded me for the exact same reason. They felt I was a threat in the building. And uh, I uh, talked with my lawyer, and uh, once again, I it just didn't sit right with me. I felt I would be condoning their uh, wrongful behavior by staying home, and uh, I didn't feel I could comply um, with the unlawful order that um that infringed on my religious freedoms and i decided to attend class once again uh not long into my time at class that day uh they tried to take my phone from me um they i eventually agreed to meet in the office with them once i had my lawyer on the phone and i accompanied the uh, vice principal down to the office and uh as soon as i walked into the office the principal blocked the exit and informed me there were some people on their way to see me and uh, not long after that, some Ontario Provincial Police officers walked in. They informed me I would uh, be arrested if I didn't leave. And uh, I, I had to tell them that I wouldn't leave on a request. And should they choose to arrest me, um, I wouldn't resist. But I also wasn't going to uh, uh, surrender my, my fundamental freedoms. And uh, I decided to take that stand and ended up reading me my rights. And uh, in the back, they charged me from the back of the cruiser. Oh my goodness! What were you, what were you feeling at that point, Josh, as you were going through this at the school, like this this last section? Where I mean, I I can only imagine how tumultuous it must have been in October, November. You know, the fact that you knew that you were going to be expelled, suspended, uh, losing four credits. And then having the courage to go back to school, uh, because there's something called tacit agreement, right? If you go along with it, if you hadn't gone back to school, that means in a sense that you had agreed with the decision that they made. And um, I'm hoping that was part of good counsel that you received, or or maybe within yourself, you just felt compelled that you were going, weren't going to accept it. You walk back into school, you're ready to be educated, as is your right, and then you're taken down to the office. Um, how did how did you feel? Were you were you fearful? Were you um, upset? 
Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, that's not what most students experience on their average school day, on the first day in the class, but uh, I, it, it didn't surprise me, to be honest. Um, was I disappointed that the police didn't uphold their oath? Yes, but uh, after what I've seen and what I've personally experienced over the last uh, couple of years during protests and at the Freedom Convoy and other demonstrations, it, it really didn't surprise me. Um, and uh, and then it was uh, the, the, it was actually one day later that they uh, they violated my freedoms again and arrested me outside of a Drake Queen story time um, <laughs> one day after my arrest at the school. So, no, I can't say I'm surprised. No, I, I, I know when I was reporting on what happened with the RCMP there, it was a Friday that I'd filed the complaint privately. I hadn't made it public. I wanted to see what they'd have to say about the books that I had uh, submitted. There was 10. I said, let's start with 10 and we'll go from there. And uh, they had deemed by Wednesday, they had deemed that uh, they were not uh, pornographic. And then it was all over the five o'clock news. And so at that point, I knew it was a highly politicized decision and definitely not something that had been made in the best interest of kids. And I know I've, I've mentioned this book many times, The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate by Matthew Troella. I'm just going to hold it there because sometimes people ask, what was the name of that book? And it's just so good because it says 100% beyond a shadow of a doubt. As I was going through the Constitution, the Charter, we actually have a duty not to comply with laws. So uh, the lesser magistrate is our police force. And they have a duty that when they're being requested to do something that is in violation of the law, they have to uphold the law. And uh, I'm just so incredibly sad. I mean, when I was a kid... You know, we looked up to the police. We respected them. They were an authority in our lives that we felt were the protectors and the overseers. And here you are as a young man and, uh, you know, your peers as well who are, are paying very close attention to you are watching what's going on. And, uh, you know, I can't help but, um, you know, support the fact that they wouldn't have a healthy respect for the police at this point. Yeah, I mean, I remember... Uh... I guess it would have been in my grade nine year. I was called a, uh, a racist for wearing a uh, thin blue line um, flag patch because I do I do support law enforcement. I support just law yeah. enforcement, but uh, yes, seems the police have turned on their own once they were under attack, and we stood up for them. And uh, mm -hmm. now, when it's the other way around, uh, they can't say the same. No, it's a top-down problem, and I've been calling on uh, you know the police officers with this knowledge and there's many good officers on the force and I, and I do want to uh, give them a shout out right now. This is not, you know, addressing all police officers, but if they don't start pressing in on their fellow officers and saying, look, you can't do this. We need to maintain the respect of our youth with the inundation of the global campaign to defund the police and uh, to cause this divide and disrespect. It's very targeted what's happening. And so shame on those officers, but the other officers should be pressuring them. They should be telling them, look, you have a duty to uphold the law and we're going to support that. There should have been officers that showed up at these rallies with you, Josh, in my opinion. And uh, so we just got to keep pressing in. I was going to ask you, about your second arrest, you, you guy, you. So you end up going to a drag queen event. And I understand that it was a peaceful event and that you were reading scripture. Is that correct? Yeah. So it was actually about a week before my arrest at the school that I had, uh, with my crew from safe Canada announced that we would be demonstrating, uh, outside of the national arts center in Ottawa, where a transvestite was reading books to kids. Um, I communicated with police liaison. My entire crew did. Um, we were very open about uh, where we'd be. We tried to help our best with a uh, estimate of how many would be attending. Um, we had an open line of communication the entire time. We agreed on the location. We got the go ahead. And uh, the day of, um, when we were assaulted at that agreed upon location by counter protesters, uh, we were pinned up against the wall. They stole our hats, stomped them out. They, uh, mm -hmm. They, I mean, they do a lot of inappropriate stuff when they get the chance in a tight crowd like that. But, um, yeah, the, the police responded fairly quickly. But uh, instead of responding to the assaulters, they grabbed myself and my crew. They threw us into traffic. Um, they wouldn't let us 
onto the, the police on the sidewalk wouldn't let us onto the sidewalk, but the police on the road were telling us to get off the road. And uh, they ended up arresting my brother for being on the road um, after they had thrown him there. But uh, a few minutes later, um, I was using the my megaphone. I was giving the gospel and I was quoting John 3.16 at the time. And the police told me if I didn't stop uh, using the megaphone, I'd be charged and arrested. And uh, we're told to go into the world and give the gospel. And that's exactly what I was doing. So uh, I exactly. continued to uh, exercise my fundamental freedoms. And uh, yeah, I was arrested. And I, they held me for approximately two hours. Um, they ended up charging me with trespassing, although they arrested me on a crosswalk. Um, but uh yeah, they drove me away, dumped me on the side of the road, and then left. Um, and uh, they stole six hundred dollars worth of my camera equipment. And uh, so far, I haven't they haven't uh, given that back? But they did apologize and say they didn't mean to uh, arrest me for trespassing, and the charges have been dropped. Right, of course, because they had no grounds. You're on you're on public exactly. property. And, uh, you know, under know your rights, you know your rights, you know you have, uh, you know, the right to be there and even to use a megaphone. Uh, will you repeat for those uh, in the audience that don't know John 3.16? You know, for God so loved the world, they gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. That's what I was quoting and uh, didn't end Amen. well. And is that, you know, considered hate speech? What 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 do they determine is the grounds on uh, arresting you for trespass? And, uh, you know, the other side, when you were talking about, I can't remember who did an interview the other day, and uh, one man was being forced onto the street also, into traffic. And uh, this is really quite frightening. And I'm sure that there were those recording around you who got a good look uh, and video of these officers, I hope. Because if when justice starts to prevail in the courts and all of this starts to undo, I hope they're arrested. I, I hope that they are, um, you know, that there's consequences for their action, Josh. You are still considered, uh, you know, a minor. And yet you are uh, more of a man and more mature than any of the individuals that you've had to deal with throughout this whole ordeal. And uh, with the uh, camera equipment, I know James is your, James Kitchen is your lawyer. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, yeah I've, I've had conversation with James. He's a very good man. And and so uh, was there grounds that they've uh, taken this equipment? I'm sure you're going to have it returned. No, they won't, they won't even admit they've taken it. Um, the camera, the, uh, the video shows them uh, ripping it off my chest. That video went fairly viral. But uh, what happened is they took it off my chest and then they put it into my bag and placed it on the cruiser, then searched it and held it for two hours and then return it to me when it was returned to me, the camera wasn't in it. But they're saying since there's footage of them putting it in the bag, that that's all that happened. And uh, right. uh, they won't uh, tell the rest of the story. I'm sorry, James. I, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Josh, that you're going through this. And I, I'm sure that James is on it. Uh, you've got, you know, good legal support there. Liberty Coalition is behind you. Action for Canada. Now, you and I have a bit of a history with Action for Canada. Uh, Randy Briand is one of our chapter leaders. And um, I know that it was about a year ago, and I'd always meant to apologize. You had sent this wonderful, uh, you also do sketching and artwork. And uh, we were going to consider making uh, T-shirts out of it. And you had a, like a little fist pump up there. But at the but time... Actually, that was, uh, that was a friend of mine that did was... that on my behalf because uh, I became the uh, the chapter leader for uh, Run for County, I guess. Right. Okay, so... And, not chapter you know... leader, sorry. The youth, yeah. the youth president, I'm not the chapter leader. Right. Yeah, and, and this is great, right, because it's uh, youth like you that we're, we've been trying to inspire as well and to try to give a voice to. And, and that's why, as I said earlier, I'm especially grateful to have you on the show. Um, but um, at, at that point as well, I was also dealing with the young man in Prince George and other critical cases. And it's like, ah, oh, I'm so glad for the chapters because we can only deal with and handle so many people at once. And uh, we hope to continue to give you support and people showing up. I know, Randy, tell Tell us about you just recent had, was it a meeting with the school board? Yeah, I was at a uh, school board uh, meeting and uh, Parents as First Educators did a uh, presentation there, LJ Alfredi. Um, he gave an excellent presentation. Um, the school uh, board, uh, like they, they didn't ask any questions. 
Um, they wouldn't allow questions. They said they'll respond in, with a written response. Uh, so I, I don't see much coming from that, but it was it was still uh, it was still definitely good to be able to sit in the same room with the people that are doing that and look them in the eye. Right. Yeah. The of the accusers, right, of the people that are doing this, uh, they lack integrity, Josh. And I know that you know that. And it will be interesting to see the decision uh, that comes out of it. I'm, I'm going to get to a couple of questions. If anybody wants to ask questions, please go down into the Zoom section and it, at the Q&A. And we've got a team that end up uh, texting me them. That makes it a little easier for me. So what have you found are the feelings of your fellow students? Well, I mean, it, it's sort of a mixed response. Some students support me, some don't. Um, the ones that don't are much more vocal than the ones that do because, uh, I mean, any of my supporters are silent at this point because they've just watched me get arrested twice in two mm -hmm. days over the, a very similar issue. So, I mean, they're, they're uh, you're using fear-mongering, certainly. Well, they absolutely are. And, you know, it's that uh, we don't condone violence or anything like that, but we uh, there's a long honored uh, tradition in civil disobedience and not standing up uh, and condoning illegal activities, uh, you know, uh, Josh, and what they're doing by allowing males to come into uh, girls' washrooms and making them feel unsafe and the amount of uh, abuses that are happening, uh, women need to be protected. And so I would encourage youth, you know, that are listening to you, you can see what's happening to Josh. It's, it's not the end of the world. He's not going to jail because they don't have any grounds to arrest him on. And if more youth would take a stand alongside of Josh, this is going to come to an end. Uh, we need our youth in a united front standing up across this nation. Action for Canada, one of the reasons we're putting all those beautiful chapters in nationwide is for multiple reasons. It's so that we can do community activities and that uh, we can support parents in going to school board meetings to overturn this. We can have parents outside of the school districts and handing out the SOGI uh, and WinSex Ed flyers that we have. We can have uh, churches opening their doors, but we also want to be able to build community with youth so that those that don't have a choice to be homeschooled can be in the public school system, in the Christian or Catholic school system, and be safe and have their rights protected. So it's very important that we get the word out. We need to build a massive coalition with Action for Canada and get as many members as possible so that we, uh, you know, on one day we're going to do a call to action and say we want students nationwide to do a walkout. Enough of this. Because how you feel, Josh, is not an, is not isolated. I get uh, testimonies from parents and youth across the country who are wanting to do something about it and just, uh, you know, not sure to ho how to go about that. Okay, the other question is, uh, yeah, where are the parents of the students, uh, particularly the parents of the female students? Have any of them stood beside you? Have any of them shown up to, uh, to support you? There, there have been a couple um, who I commend, but uh, as a as a whole, no, the parents have been silent. That's I, I have the same question: Where are the parents? Um, okay. The the men and uh, the fathers ought to be ashamed of themselves that they're mm -hmm. that they're allowing a sixteen year old kid to, to take up their responsibilities. It's it's disgraceful, but. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy to do it. It's just it would, it would be uh, nice if some of the the men in our country would man up. I I would have to agree to you. I'm going to see if I can find it for a moment. I had texted it to a few people, and it's apparently a new bumper sticker that uh, is going around. Let me just see if I can see this for a moment. Uh, I'm just going to put in the one person I believe I sent it to. Because it's interesting to see how people are coming along. So it says, if you belong in this bathroom, it shows, you know, the male symbol for the male bathroom. And you follow my daughter or my wife into this bathroom, and it shows the women's bathroom, you're going to need this bathroom. And so I'll just, I'll just see if I can show that, right? The handicapped bathroom. Because the mentality to think that biological males can come into women and children's spaces is horrifying. 
And I've been on this since they passed uh, Bill C-16, which was called the bathroom bill, allowing uh, biological men into women and children's spaces. And almost immediately, we had uh, complaints from women coming through from Walmart change rooms, from change rooms across the country and the United States. We had uh, women in a, a... pool situation here where she went to the showers and a male was in the stall next door with a camera underneath and uh, he was recording her. We've just heard about the horrific event in the Calgary swimming pool where young women who were from a group that were homeschooled, she's 15 years old and a male walks in, he strips down naked, all of the parts there and intact and starts walking around. This is sexual exploitation this is sexual abuse this is a pedophile entering our women's change rooms and you're right men should be outraged okay something needs to happen men quit feeling emasculated we're calling on you listen to my poem again you know this is exactly what they've been working on for 40 years was to emasculate men so they wouldn't know what to do when this assault this blatant assault against women and children took place so you need to get alongside our young friend here, our our young man here, Josh, and you need to support him. And you need to be doing this within your own communities and start standing up for women and your daughters. Um, Okay, let me go back to the questions. Are you good for a few more questions? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Let me just see. Are other students from other Catholic schools in Ontario experiencing the same discrimination and fear? Are they allowing males to enter female washrooms? And what are the students in other schools saying? Has anybody else reached out to you? Like we know that we have Tony here in Prince George. And I don't know, do you know about Tony in Prince George at all? Uh, So we had multiple girls in uh, the school that were very, very upset because a young man was coming into into the girls' washroom. Like I said, they had a gender-neutral bathroom available and um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it because you've already heard enough. But he was peeking between the stalls, having erections, and making the girls extremely uncomfortable. And the girls were afraid to speak up because of all this human rights uh, rhetoric, as if these uh, sexual predators are permitted. The amendment to the Human Rights Code is not to support sexual predators. And it's not to open up abuse to our children. And I just want to make that very clear. And something needs to be done. So nobody would listen. The vice principal said there was nothing that he could do. And so Josh finally walked into the washroom while this young man was in the girls' washroom. And he asked him about his body parts. Do you have a this or a that? And he said, you know, that he had the male body part. And then he said, then you need to get out. And um, anyways, he struck him once in the face, but... Um, he actually broke, uh, had chipped three of this young man, the other young man's teeth. And I've got to say, as I said, I don't condone violence. But for a young man to have that kind of frustration and helplessness in front of him, to have a punch that had that kind of impact, you know there was a lot of emotion in there. And this young man was doing his desperate best to try to uh, stand up for the girls. So he was charged... Uh, Three weeks later, the RCMP show up at the school and they charge him with an aggravated assault. And then they were also going to charge him with a hate crime. And I understood as well that this young man was all of a sudden going to identify as uh, trans. And and so they ended up uh, he ended up having to go to court, which I believe was January 28th. And they had uh, dismissed the hate charge and had just charged him an aggravated assault and charged him with assault. And so uh, you have been uh, somebody that has gone into this situation, Josh, with the incredible amount of self-control and composure. And I want to, uh, again, acknowledge that these are two extremes as to how the same situation was handled, but just differently. And it just uh, is going to be interesting moving forward as to how this is, is going to unfold, because this is not the end of this situation in, in the school systems. And I hope and pray that young men will definitely see you as a role model in, in how to you know address the authorities in their lives. So back to that story, I just wanted to let you know about this uh, young man. We're hoping that he's going to gain more of a, um, a platform so that together they can see what's happening across the nation. So are there other Catholic school districts or any even Christian schools within your community that are experiencing this? 
Um, I'm sure they're all under the same attack. It comes from higher than the Catholic board, but um, Mm -hmm. I don't know of any other students. I'm encouraging and always looking for other students to come forward. Um, uh, Students have contacted me about what they're experiencing, but I've, I've received a very little um, interest in, you know, book your head up above the trench and seeing what happens. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I know that it's it's definitely happening all across the country and not just in the uh, in Canada. I'm an American as well. And uh, I know it's happening in the States. So yes, it, it is. is definitely a problem we're facing everywhere. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it's difficult to, to be able to encourage and inspire youth to uh, stand up against it. And absolutely you are. Uh, Things are really taking a shift, though, around the world on our political LGBTQ page. We're constantly uh, putting news articles up where, like in Tennessee, and I think it's Missouri, they are banning uh, uh, surgeries for children. They are banning drag queens. And so it's really undoing. And the LGBTQ have done this to themselves, the radical LGBTQ. And Matt Walsh did. Uh, Sheila sent me a video from Matt Walsh and... He just made a very lengthy public statement that, you know what, they brought this on, right? It wasn't a matter that they just want to dress up in women's clothing and go about their day. No, they want everybody to accept and embrace what it is they're doing. It's just not going to happen. Transgenderism was something that never existed in the schools until they they started this uh, unscientific social contagion and have been inserting it and manufacturing it in the school systems. So yes, it's um, we're 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 actually gaining background, and uh, they need to be on notice. Just you know what, fold and get out now, uh, because we're not going to accept this, and we're not going to stop until the SOGI one two three and the it's called Win Sex Ed, but it's all the comprehensive sexuality education until this is removed. Uh, somebody is go- you're going to start seeing some reports from the UN that they're they're moving forward to insert more of the comprehensive sexuality education in the education system uh, to member nations. But guess what? Repeatedly, I'm going to say the UN have no power in Canada. We will not come into tacit agreement with them. Okay, are there any teachers in any of the schools or any teachers that are reaching out to you in support? Uh, I've had uh, teachers and uh, board members from other boards reach out, but uh, none from my school or my board. Um, and we, we had just talked about that that trustee meeting that I attended. Just in now, I got the response from the board. So this is the first time anybody's heard it, but uh, it says here in compliance with this um, obligation, Ontario human rights code, we will continue our practice of allowing members of our community to utilize the restricted washrooms of their lived gender. Their lived gender. So oh, isn't, isn't this just point. shocking? Yeah. Shocked. Yeah. Yeah, shock yet expected. I saw Randy was uh, making a comment in in the uh, chat that he had said the decision had come in. So I was going to ask you, I saw you looking down at your phone. I was hoping you were receiving something. And I would question them, uh, you know, what comes first before gender uh, ideology, gender expression, all this nonsense based on an ideology. This is not science. This is not facts. And yet they've inserted it in the uh, human rights code. But what about the freedom of religion? What about the human rights code that protects your religious beliefs? What have you challenged? Has James sent them an outright question to say, what about upholding the human rights code? And this is why I said earlier, they're creating dueling laws, right? And -hmm. based on unscientific. So it will be interesting if um, yourself or James will pose the question about how does the human rights protecting the freedom of uh, religious rights enter into this equation in a religious school, <laughs> Josh. Well, like we've, the, we've taken it beyond the question at this point. We're going to the Human Rights Tribunal. Excellent. So you are absolutely going to continue on. I'm very, very happy to hear that you're in good hands, Josh. Good. Thanks. All right. Okay. Uh, somebody asked a good question as well. Your parents... I remember one, only one interview where I I heard briefly, you know, about you had made a statement about your parents. Uh, I've got to imagine that they're very proud of you and supporting you. Uh, This has been a hard stand, I'm sure, for your family. I love it that your brother's also engaged and participating. Um, But do you have anything else uh, to add about your parents? 
Yeah, no, they're they're supportive of what I'm doing. Um, I mean, it they I, there's been an issue with the school board because I've had to withdraw from parental control in order to um, to appeal my suspensions. But uh, I mean, they understand that this is my fight. Um, I'm old enough to uh, to uh, face the consequences of my actions, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing, right? Uh, people have always used the example, you know, that uh, most kids at the age that they're, you know, making the decision to go on puberty blockers and have body parts cut off, they can't, uh, you know, buy cigarettes and they can't buy alcohol and they can't vote and uh, a lot of them can't drive. You're 16 now, of course, you can do, you know, the uh, not all of those things, but uh, so to be able, you know, if they want to give all of these rights to students on the one hand, then they better be ready to give a young, powerful man like you the right to take this stand as well. So good for you. Okay, I've got a couple more questions. Um, I really like uh, this one. What motivates you, Josh? Where Where's your heart in this? Where's this all coming from? Well, just as a, a Christian and a young man, I recognize this is my duty and I have an obligation to take up uh, this fight. Um, and I also recognize that we're at a point where masculinity is under attack and not just masculinity but traditional femininity and uh our our entire generation is uh is captivated by useless vices um whether it's video games or um phones or pornography or all this just degeneracy that has uh swamped our generation um it's numbed them to the attack and it's uh it's a uh, direct attack on the uh, family unit, and uh, I don't want to be a part of that. So uh, I'm taking my stand, and I'm going to continue to do so. Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's been studies done that the most prosperous societies are where marriages are intact, where the family unit is intact. It's celebrated, it's embraced, it's encouraged, it's supported, and it's upheld. And uh, so this attack is within society and within the church, and it's it's just amazing. Um, I love the way you articulate yourself. You're very well spoken. Can I ask as well, uh, I would imagine that you've been uh, a man of faith and that this probably transpired very early on in your life that you gave your life to the Lord. Is Would that assumption be correct, Josh? Yeah, I was, I was raised in the evangelical church, and... Uh... It's uh, it's stuck with me as I've grown up, and uh, yeah, I've, I've uh, always, uh, well, ever since I got saved and was born again, I've, I haven't looked back. So that's amazing. How old were you, Josh? Um, I actually couldn't. I don't remember the exact age, but like I said, I was raised in the church, so um, yeah. it's it's hard to tell. But uh, it, it was it was a number of years back. Yeah, my son's 29 and my daughter's 27, and they both gave their heart to the Lord's when they were really young. And then as they became older and could really understand the commitment they gave, they gave that commitment again. They didn't have to recommit their lives to the Lord, but, uh, you know, through a mind that understood it better, they had that uh, commitment thoroughly instilled in their hearts. And it's just so important, Josh. And for those that may not understand what we're saying, uh, Josh had repeated John 3.16 earlier. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And and so with that, it's not just good enough to say, I'm a good person, I've lived a good life, and I'm going to heaven. And, you know, I it, it would be wrong of me to let people assume that. Uh, you know, there's a very real battle going on in the world right now, and it's between good and evil. And there's demonic forces and there's heavenly forces. And it says that this battle is, is if God didn't, if God held back the angelic forces, the evil that would prevail across the land uh, would devour. And so God is being very gracious in Canada right now. And uh, any, any country throughout history that turned their back on God, uh, God gave them over to evil for a period. And this is a time that God is allowing people, the scales to be removed from our eyes so we can actually see the evil and make a decision to turn from these wicked ways. And that means making a decision that is uncompromising. 
and no longer compromising with, uh, well, love is love. Everybody should be able to love who they want. Well, the Bible says that homosexuality is a sin. It says adultery is a sin. It says fornication is a sin. That's having sex before marriage. It says stealing and robbing and theft and murder are sins. And it says that anybody that commits these acts will not see heaven, not unless they repent. And, and so it's with love that I say this. And, you know, it takes courage to speak love in, in, in truth because people would be uh, misguided. And so I love homosexual people enough to say that you're living in sin. You may be a homosexual, but if you don't act on those uh, homosexual inclinations and you give your life to the Lord, you know, you will go to heaven. But I, as a, a single woman, if I give myself over to, to a sexual sinful life, you know what? I'm I'm going to be living a life in sin and I choose not to do that. So we all, you know, have to honor God again. We need to come back as a nation giving our own personal testimonies. Uh none of us will be perfect. Every day we're Jesus was the only one that was perfect and walked um on this earth and he was our model, right? And he was our model for love because he loved the prostitute, he loved the sinner, but he loved them enough to speak truth into their life and give them a hope of salvation. And then God loves us enough to give us uh, free will, and he allows us to make that decision. But God's calling on this nation to get down on our knees and repent for the sinfulness. And because of the sin of this nation and uh, the adults and not rising up together and united, uh, Josh is in this situation today. Children across this nation are having their bodies mutilated, and they're being lied to with unscientific ideology and convinced that they've been born in the wrong body. Doesn't that sound like a lie that comes from the pit of hell? It definitely does to me. So, um, yes. Okay. So thank you for that, Josh. Um, have any police officers shown you any support? Yeah. Over, over the years, there have been the few mm -hmm. officers that have, uh, expressed some, form of sympathy or support, but, uh, they don't, they don't usually like to come forward. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. certainly not going to name them, but, uh, yeah, no. there, there are complete, the, uh, the police force isn't all bad. Um, they're just corrupted as of right now. It is. And it's, uh, we're hope that it turns around. I'm sure that you have the support of good groups like veterans for freedom. And those are individuals that fought for this country and Josh, they must be so proud of you. And uh, I just, I wouldn't even be surprised. I'm going to call on the Veterans for Freedom that uh, they have a little ceremony and give you a, a special presentation, Josh, because um, I deserve, I, I believe that you deserve that in our, and um, our, you've, uh, our honoring of that. Okay, so we're at the top of the hour here. Um, I, I do want to ask, something came to mind. I mean, you've lost four credits. You've been expelled from school. You're a very intelligent uh, young man. I have no doubt that you're going to graduate. What steps are you taking to do that? As of right now, I'm unable to do anything. Um, I'm not allowed in class. I'm still enrolled in the Catholic board. Um, so that means I'm not able to homeschool. Um, so right now I can't do anything uh, mm -hmm. to graduate. I'm just continuing to fight in for uh, my right to in-person learning. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you're in limbo, but I totally get it, right? Like the board is going to be in a position, it's like an employee where an employer has to actually say they want to get rid of an employee just because they don't care for the employee, like even over the masks or the fact that they're not jabbed, but they know that that would be illegal. So they want to force them into a position and apply as much pressure as possible. So maybe they'll just give up and walk away. And uh, eventually they're going to have to make a decision. And if they fire that individual without grounds, then you know what? There's they, that gives the employee, uh, you know, the position that they can uh, go forward with legal actions. And that's sort of what I see going on right now. There's this dance with the board where they're trying to put themselves in a, in a legal position where they can expel you for cause. And they don't, they don't have that right to do that. I mean, they're making fools of themselves and this de decision disgraceful. They should be ashamed of themselves <laughs> for what they've done there. It's laughable. Everybody in the, in the nation who's awake and aware is laughing at this board and ashamed of them. It's just disgraceful. Uh, okay. What is the best way 
Okay, so that's a very good question as well. So Josh, uh, we're going to be wrapping up the show as well, but I, I want to ask you, what is the best way that people can support and encourage you? Yeah, um, I mean, uh, just uh, signing my petition is a big one. You can go to libertycoalitioncanada.com and uh, you, you're able to sign my petition. That's, uh, that's very important right now. Um, I'd strongly encourage anybody who's interested to do so. And uh, then we've also just my crew at Safe Canada. Um, we've got a give, send, go um, for financial needs. Mm -hmm. uh, Terenzio, thank you. I was going to ask if we could bring up the display. This is Josh's uh, website. And then we also can display the Facebook page. And Sheila, if you'll post in the, you're probably already ahead of me. Yes, she's already doing it. So in the Empower Hour, which will be in the directory section that I showed you at the beginning of the show, if you go to join under Action for Canada um, Empower Hour, a little chat links will pop out. And in there will be a lot of uh, all of Josh's information where you can uh, be able to find him and support him, join on him on social media. And uh, you, we're going to get behind you, Josh, and we're just going to look forward to hearing of your great successes because that's what's going to happen. You know, just like the police arresting you and letting you out around the block, you know, to stop you from being able to continue to protest. Uh, this is what they're they're going to do. This is what they've done to the pastors, uh, as with Pastor Arthur Pulowski. All, all of his uh, tickets and his fines are being dismissed. He just won his massive court case several weeks ago, uh, you know, against the government. Uh, it's it's just all a bunch of fluff and fear mongering. And so that's the that's the message tonight to all Canadians. Don't worry, you know, if you get a ticket or a fine or something. Yes, it's a hassle. But if we don't stand up and just we've got to just courageously take that stand and say, no, I'm not going to comply. I mean, this is the greatest role model we have right now in, in Canada, next to all, all of us Action for Canada team. And and so, Josh, in, in closing here, uh, what would your message be to not only Canadians, but to your peers? Yeah, um, I mean, our voices are powerful as young people. Um, there's, they're obviously concentrating this attack on the youth because they know how important it is to suppress and uh, make them scared. But uh, I've spoken up, and they have uh, they've done everything they can to make an example out of me. And uh, that only shows um, how afraid they are of what I have to say and what I have to express. And uh, so I, I would encourage young people to exercise their freedoms before it's too late. Um, stand up and uh, don't be a, don't be a part of the degeneracy of our generation. You know, and, and Josh, to add to that, I believe that God has anointed you. And I believe that there's a special anointing and favor on you. And I believe the root of that is because you have fully given your life over to the Lord and you're uncompromising. And with that, uh, he is your strength. And I know for myself is I, I go forward and I create these actions and I call out all the evil. Uh, people have spoken that word over myself as well, that God has anointed me and he's given me the courage and the strength to do this. And uh, therefore, uh, the evil will not prevail against us. And for those of you who don't know Jesus yet, and you don't know the Lord, ask him in because he will be your courage. He will be your provider. He will speak truth into you and he will give you the words that you need in the moment that you need them. So God, I would actually just like to pray for you be, before we end the show, Josh, and uh, I just uh, finish things up here. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for Josh. I thank you for his friends, his brother, his family. I thank you for James and Liberty Coalition and for Randy Briand and Action for Canada and all the people that are surrounding him and giving him support. Lord Jesus, I, I pray for your continued favor and blessing over Josh, that you would fill him to overflowing with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would give him wisdom and knowledge and discernment, Heavenly Father, beyond his age, which is already evident in his life. God, I pray that you would um, meet him in whatever courts and whatever levels of the of the government bureaucracy that he's going to be facing, Lord Jesus, that your truth, your righteousness, and your justice would go before him, Lord, and that he would continue to find great favor. I just commit him to you, and I thank you so much for Josh, Lord, and continue to bless him. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Amen. Amen.
All right. Well, thank you, Josh. Uh, please do stay in touch. Uh, even if you're in touch with Randy, he'll pass on messages. You got my text now. Uh, send me a text from time to time, and I'd always be interested in, in getting updates from you. So thank you and bless you. Yeah, thank you. God bless it. All right. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> Didn't I tell you that was going to be a good show? Wow, I, I am just so grateful that we uh, had the opportunity to spend time with uh, Josh tonight. So I'm really going to look forward to updates uh, on what's going to be transpiring there. Okay, Terenzio, will you bring the uh, image up for next week's guest? I'm really excited about this. We have a great lineup uh, of guests that are coming and uh, just so important to the work that we're doing. So uh, John Uller, he is a certified sex offender uh, treatment provider, a certified clinical trauma professional. And we're just so pleased to have uh, Josh, uh, sorry, uh, John on next week because we're going to talk about white collar sexual psychopaths and you could say oh my goodness tanya what in the world is that well you know what come and join us register we're we're going to have the link up soon for you it's actually probably already up on our web page i would imagine that you can already register in advance so do that this is going to be an incredible show uh john has the experience where he firsthand uh works with the uh sex sex offenders these uh child uh abusers pedophiles uh we're going to get into the mind of a, a sexual offender and um i want to take Take a look at uh, identifying these individuals, these groomers. I've been calling the SOGI 123, uh, what's going on in our schools, a, 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 what, um, a grooming, a national grooming network, an international grooming network. Thank you, uh, Terenzio. We can take that screen down now. And, and I just believe it's uh, true. And it has become, it's been a shock to parents to find out what it is that kids are learning within the school system and the individuals that are being given access to their children. Trans activists are coming in. These people, we don't know who they are. There was an 11-year-old girl who reported it recently in a Surrey school. Two trans activists showed up. Who were they? Was there a criminal record check done? Are they sexual offenders? I don't know. But a lot of trans activists are coming into the schools and telling young girls they've been, you know, if they're if they're uncomfortable in their body, then, you know, they've been born in the wrong body. They're gender dysphoric and which is leading to this mass social contagion and for girls going being fast tracked onto hormone blockers and parental rights being interfered with. So we need to get to the bottom of this. We need to be able to identify who the sexual predators are. Are they somebody on your school board? I've been talking about the school board uh, district. I've been talking about the Chilliwack school board. Um, are there individuals on those school boards who are sexual predators? Um, I know one of the school board uh, individuals is very much involved in uh, in sexuality, videos, etc. Uh, how how would they qualify when we're addressing the books to determine if the books are inappropriate? when they're engulfed in pornographic type of behavior, where is their standard? They're, they're not capable. And so John is going to come on and we're going to talk about that. We're going to expose it. And we're going to hopefully give uh, concerned citizens and, and parents the tools they need to identify it. So, all right. So now we're going to end. I've got a couple of Bible verses. So if you could bring the first one up. I think it's the other one first. Is, oh, no, that's all right. Thank you. Okay, so this is from 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 10. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. All right, can we go to the second one? And again, from Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, do you not know that your bodies, this is so precious. Do you not know? And this is something we need to speak to our youth about because they're not hearing about it, that their bodies are precious, that they're not used to be the, to these tools of sexuality to de be disrespected, right? Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. 
Therefore, honor God with your bodies. There is such a promise, and this is a promise to individuals who have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives, because with that, you receive the Holy Spirit of God within you. I always say for those of you who don't understand that dynamic, the Holy Spirit is like your Jiminy Cricket, sits on your shoulder and just tells you right from wrong. It helps to guide you through the day with the Word of God and sets these precious gems within your soul. So if you're in a lifestyle and you're feeling shame and you're going through this cycle and it's like God can free you from that, He can give you complete restoration and freedom. We don't want you to feel shame. Shame is of the devil and God doesn't want you to feel shame. And uh, so reach out to our prayer chain. Sheila's putting it in the uh, chat right now. We're going to make sure that when we post this video, it will be in the description as well. So again, thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you and God bless Canada. Yeah!